the internet's down, we, we, it's all right. Um, one, do this teaching, I, uh, one of the things that the Lord had uh, uh, said, and going to do both biblical and practical, okay? Uh, uh, and uh, one of the, the subjects that the Lord had given me was uh, tried and tested. But um, every relationship, uh, 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 marriage or relationship, it is tried and it is tested. But we're going to uh, uh, share what the Lord said. And the Lord told me as, as we were preparing a couple of weeks ago, he says to me, he said, Brother, you be neutral uh, and, and allow him to speak. Because sometimes, you know, we, uh, uh, we can put our two cents worth in, right? <laughs> so God says, you stay out of the picture. You be neutral and you just speak what the Holy Spirit says. So that, that's what I'm, I'm, going, I'm going to do. And it looks like little, uh, baby Seth is very attentive. <laughs> very, he's very attentive let's pray father we thank you now and god we appreciate what you're doing and we love you we, we just give your name praise and glory now father god we ask in the name of jesus that that the holy spirit who is the teacher that he will minister unto us and lord god we will all receive what the spirit has to say and we love you and we and we praise you set me down move me out get rid of me and let the holy spirit rise up and do what needs to be done. And we thank you for it right now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen. All right, now, one thing, one place that we do want to go, because a lot of people say, well, I'm single. I don't have a husband, so this doesn't really apply to me. Okay, now, what we want to do is uh, go to uh, the book of Hosea. Going to the book of Hosea. Uh, we want to deal with that, and I'm going to take some time to find the book of Hosea, even for myself. Hosea, uh, chapter number 2, I believe. Yeah, Hosea, chapter number 2. I want to deal with this first. Hosea, chapter number 2. Chapter number 2. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Good to see you, Brother Ricky. Did you walk, Brother Ricky? Did you walk? Herbert's out there. Okay, Hosea chapter number two. I want to kind of move on to make sure everybody's in here and so they can get what needs to be gotten. Amen. Hosea chapter number two and uh, Old Testament. Looking at this verse 16 because God says, and I almost read this verse maybe last Sunday or previous, in previous teaching, but when I got here I realized it wasn't to be read, So, but today. Now, uh, Hosea chapter number two, looking at verse number 16, it says, and it shall be at that day, saith the Lord, that thou shalt call me Ishi. Now, the word Ishi in Hebrew means my husband. So the Lord is speaking. He says, you shall call me Ishi, which means uh, 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 interpretation of the Hebrew means uh, my husband. And shall call me no more Bala. Uh, Bala means an, it's an idol or a uh, 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 master. But... The thing is, I, 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 uh, some experience there, I, I remember uh, during the time of, of my singleness, I, I remember when they, they was always asking me about a husband, I would tell them that God was my husband. Well, they, they, you know, they told me I had demoted God. But at that time, I didn't know the scripture was here in the book. So all I had to do was really pull it out and let me know, yeah, God tells me I, he is my husband, whether I've got a physical covering in, in, in a male or in a relationship. Or whether or not it's just me and God. Because either way, you're covered. Amen. God is our husband. And one thing about God, you know, some men say, well, um, 
you know, I, I'm a male. I, I, you know, well, when it, when it is with the bride, then uh, we, God calls us, Christ calls us his bride. He's talking about male and female, right? So when you're talking about the husband, it's, it's the same thing. So understanding that God, and you got the best covering in the world, baby. <laughs> Ain't nothing in between there. Amen. And so, so then the next thing we want to go to in uh, Scripture, because I want to deal first with Scriptures, and then I want to deal with some, 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 some situations here. Uh, we're going to look at Proverbs chapter 18. Proverbs chapter number 18. Just want to follow what the Holy Spirit says and, and, and only speak what he says. Amen. Proverbs 18. Proverbs chapter 18. Mm-hmm. Are we all there? Proverbs 18. All right. Now, here we go. It says, verse number 22 in Proverbs 18. 22 says, Whoso findeth a what? A wife findeth a what? A good thing, right? That's what God says, right? If you find a wife, you find a good thing. But here's the, here's the, here's the, 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 the catcher. Then it says, and do what? Obtaineth favor of the Lord. So if so, I'm not, now I have to speak to the men. Okay, God says this: If you find a wife, you see, finding a wife is you. you know, in order to find something, you got to seek, right? You know, uh, uh, it, it says if you find it, you going you, when you find a wife, you find a good thing, and not only is it a good thing, but you get some favor from the Lord. It says you obtain in favor. So, so, so when you when you're looking at your, in, in relationships and you're looking at one to be or one that is, look at favor. Don't look at them as being the husband or the wife. Look at oh, that's my favor. Can, can we handle that, men folk? Can can we handle that? That's my favor. And instead of looking at it like this is this this is old my old wife, you know. Hey, I ain't right today, and you know, need to put this on, need to add this on. Look at, oh, this is my favor. I mean, because you know, favor comes in all kind of ways. I mean, so that, that's how we want to look at that, that according to what God's words say. If you find a find a wife, I mean, he, if, I mean, it's just like emphasis. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. God said it's a good thing. So when you look at that, 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 that the, 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 your partner, you you look at as. Oh, that's a good thing for me. Amen. Amen. Are we there? Okay. Now, let, let's go to 1 Peter chapter number 3. 1 Peter chapter 3. Now, 1 Peter chapter number 3. Let's go and lay some groundwork here. 1 Peter chapter number 3. Let me try to find 1 Peter. I've got too much stuff going on up here. 1 Peter chapter number 3. And, 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 and studying this, I, I discovered something. And I had to do some research, and I said, wow, women ain't going to like this, but, but, but we're going to share what the Holy Spirit say, right? First Peter chapter number 3, because we're talking about, see, not only in, 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 in um, uh, uh, marriage or uh, relationships, you know, we've got to look at some, and I wish I had my board, but I guess it's not really time for board. One thing that when we, when we think about in relationships, we see two. We, we, we see a male and we see a female. We see two. But we look at it as being, and it is covenant. Marriage is a covenant. You know, uh, that relationships in, into marriage is a covenant. But the problem in the covenant marriage is not just with, for two. It's, well, marriage really is a triangle. 
It is really a triangle. And the reason why it's a triangle, up top is God. You see, you got to, in order for a relationship to, to survive the storms of life, God has got to be at the top. And not only does he have to be at the top, but if you think about mentally in your mind a triangle, you know, that means the male has to connect to God first, the female has to connect to God, and then at the bottom is when they connect to one another. If there's not a relationship with, with, with God, then you can forget about the relationship between man and woman. Amen? Because, see, God is at the top. It's a triangle. It's not just the covenant with two. It's, it's a covenant with three. Amen? Now, let's look at what we, are we at First Peter chapter 3, verse number 7. We're there. It says, and now look at this, this. It says, likewise, ye who husbands, likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge. You know, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor to the wife as unto the uh, weaker vessel. Uh, and then it goes on to say, and as being heirs together, the grace of what life hmm. that your prayers be not hindered yeah now, okay now what does all that mean it does not mean a woman is weaker in, 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 in intelligence or a spiritual relationship that that's not what it means i will show you what god showed me when i ran up on it and discovered it on yesterday when I say, God, I know it's got to be more to this particular verse and what's saying here. Because, say, it says, it talks about that woman being that, that weaker vessel. Now, let's stay there and, and, and for, hold for First Peter chapter number 3. You want to hold on to that page there. Because there's some more stuff right there. Because we have to understand about being uh, joint heirs. Because it's, it, it has more, it's more to it. Now, let's go to Jeremiah chapter number 51. Because we're going to deal with this weaker vessel, talking about the female. Jeremiah 51. Jeremiah chapter 51. Let me see if I can. Jeremiah 51. Yeah, Jeremiah 51. Dealing with that weaker vessel. This is what the Holy Spirit showed me. And I, and I, you know. See, that's why it's good to research. Amen. Now, Jeremiah 51, looking at verse number 30. First, when I read this verse, I got kind of mad. Mm, I didn't want God to show me this, okay? Because sometimes we like to be, you know, as far as uh, 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 females, we like to be up there sometimes, okay? So now, here, this is what God says in Jeremiah chapter 51, looking at verse 30. And it talks about the, the men of, of Babylon. It says, The mighty men of Babylon have forborne to fight. In other words, they're refusing to fight. Now, look at this. They have remained in their holes. In other words, they're still high now. Thy might have failed. Look at the next thing it says. They became as what? Women. They have burned her dwelling places. Her bars are broken. So here, if, when it says they have become like women, in other words, it says that they have become weak. They have become fearful. And it's talking about in battle. See, it's talking about in battle here. Because, see, it says now they have withdrawn. The men have withdrawn, and they in the hole. They, 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 it's supposed to be in battle. They, and I, I don't know why, but I understand according to what the Word is saying. The Word says they didn't become like women. 
In other words, you know, they're in battle. It's a fierce battle. And next thing you know, instead of them going forth and fighting, they didn't, they, they didn't step back, and, and they hide not in the hole. They're, they're not fighting. But the Bible says they have become like women. Well, I got mad with God on that. Because sometimes in battle, men are more, more apt to go forward than some women. Sometimes we, we, we become fear, a fearful in a battle. Amen. Can I only say what, what the book said? Can, can we receive what God said? I, I, had, I, I struggle. I, I, I lie not. <laughs> I lie not because the book said they come like women. So if God said that, I'm like, okay. You try to, you try to give me a message, right? Now, let's also go to, let me see, Isaiah chapter 19. Still dealing with this weaker vessel. Weaker vessel. Isaiah chapter 19. And, and I'm like, wait a minute, God, I don't, I don't like that, God. I don't like that because that's what he said. Told them men they had become, you know, you know. I, I think a lot of times when they say talking about the men and put on well, pom-poms, that's what Dr. Manning said, they put on pom-poms, you know. You know, so, so some, you know, in other words, you know, they're, they're not dancing to the tune. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so so Isaiah chapter number 19, you see what else the Lord showed me. And, uh, Isaiah 19. Looking at verse number 16, it says, once again, we're dealing with, 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 with a, a battle. It says, in that day shall Egypt be like unto who? Women. And shall be what? Afraid. And what? And fear. I mean, it's in the book. We can't get around the book, right? Amen. We can't, can we get around the book? Sometimes we do, right? It says, in that day, Shall Egypt be like unto women, and, and it shall be afraid and fear because of the shaking of the hand of the Lord of hosts, which he shaketh over it. Sometimes He's saying sometimes, you know, we, we as women, we are fearful. We operate in fear more than we should be operating in fear. Exactly. Going back to the book, right? Because we said uh, the, uh, the Holy Spirit let me know I am to remain neutral regardless of what, I feel or think, but I have to accept what he says, right? Okay. Are we there? Can we, can we swallow it? Maybe I need to ask that. Can we swallow the word? Amen. Can we swallow it? Sometimes it's, it's dinosaur meat, right? It's hard to chew. And for me, being real, that was hard for me to chew. I, I can talk about me, right? <laughs> I, it's, I look like for some of you it's hard to chew too. <laughs> from the expressions of the face. Okay, going back now. Remember we talked about in First Peter. It talks about uh, uh, the husbands and, and, and it talks about the, the wife there. And it talks about being a joint heir to the grace of, of life. Now, that's powerful. In relationships, we walk in the same way, then we become joint heirs. And we want to make sure that we do not hinder our prayers. Sometimes we, we have to wonder, okay, why is my prayer not being answered? It could be the, our relationship of what's taking place, okay? Now, um, the next uh, thing where we want to go is we want to talk about three major problems. I'm, 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 I'm getting ready to go a little bit practical on us. Amen? A little practical. Practical, you know, uh, three major problems in 
relationships and, 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 and in marriage. Because before you can get to marriage, you've got to have a relationship. That there must be a fellowship and there has to be a friendship, you know. And God has to be in the midst of all of it. Amen. Now, three major things, and there, are, there is a laundry list, but there are three major things that uh, nine times out of ten affects relationships or affects marriages. And that is, number one thing is non-communication. Non-communication. Even in relationships, non-communications. I heard somebody say, amen. Now, let's go to the book of James. Let's go to the book of James. Non-communication. Help me, Holy Spirit, as, as, he, as, as he teaches. You know, you, know, you know, when God begins to teach you, know, he, he will whoop us all, right? And the first, the first whooping comes to the person that presents it, right? Hey, amen. <laughs> That's where the first whooping comes, okay? Now, James chapter number 1. Uh, we're going to look at verse number 19 because we want to deal with non-communication. Non-communication. Because this is one of the major things that's in relationships where we talk at and not talk with. Where we talk to and not talk with. Non-communication. Now, it, it, this is what the book of uh, James says in uh, James chapter 1, verse number 19. It says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man, that does not mean gender here. It's, it means let, uh, mankind. It, 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 uh, there's no male or female gender here. It's, it's talking about mankind as a whole. Let every man be what? Swift to do what? Hear. And slow to what? Speak. And then slow to what? Wrath. Wrath is anger. Okay? So, so, so here now in, 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 in communication, let me, let, me, let me read this about what communication is in a relationship. Communication is a very important tool. That's why Satan loves, that, loves to shut down communication because he knows how powerful communication is. Have you ever made a decision in the dark because you really didn't know what the other one thought? Anybody been there besides me? Amen. <laughs> you made a decision because you really didn't know what the other person thought or you thought you, you knew. But it was the wrong decision because you made the decision out of darkness, okay? Now, it's a very important tool. So when, whenever the enemy can take out communication, it, I hear your Holy Spirit. It's just like in the United States, okay? Now, if, 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 the, if the terrorists really wanted to affect the United States, all they need to do is deal with communication. It's not the verbal, but they can shut down the Internet, they can shut down the media. Any way to communicate, they can shut it down. And when it's shut, when, when it's shut down and we can't connect with one another, then, then therefore they're more powerful. Just like today, our Internet is down with Soma.net, okay, streaming live. So those people that normally hears or would have heard, then they can't get this. So there's a means of communication shutdown, okay, to, to bring it closer to home. Now, um, it... it, it Communications plays an important role in promoting uh, acceptance and change in our relationships. Communication is, is the way in which we pursue or request changes from our partner or, or, or in, 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 in relationships or in marriage. If there is no communication, you, can't, you cannot share which, how you feel. 
See, this is how you get those changes to come about. If there's, if there's no verbiage. Now, communication is, well, it, it can come in different ways. There's going to be some physical communication. Your body language can be a communication. But what has happened a lot of times, most, in most relationships, people do not talk to one another anymore. They, they don't have a conversation. And what has taken up the time, let, let, let me throw this out here. Uh, what has taken up the time oftentimes now in relationships, it depends. You know, sometimes we become so busy, we become so busy, we don't have time to sit down and, and communicate and talk with one another and share how we feel or, or what we think. You know, it, it's, it's so, they got to take care of the children. Or, or, I, I've got to go to work or I've got to go to school. Um, the bulk of your time is already gone. Bef and, and there's no time to sit down to really talk about, okay, how was your day? You know, uh, things of that sort, okay? So a lot of times, and I love, I love the media. When I say media, I'm not talking about the news folk. <laughs> that social media I'm talking about. It, because there's a way of connecting. But sometimes it can become a curse. I, I, I'm going to use a child because I'm not, I'm not going to use the adults today. I'm, I'm going to use my grandson. Sometimes when my grandson comes to the house and he's got his little cell phone or he has his iPad, he said, well, grandma, I need to go to the bathroom. Well, if you've got to go to the bathroom, why are you taking your cell phone? Or why are you taking your iPad? It's just like he could not leave. He could not put it down. So therefore, it becomes a curse because it is, he's consumed by that. And so you have to be very careful in, in, in the tools uh, and, and, and the apparatuses that, that God uh, gives mankind. Because even though it's a means to connect to, to others, sometimes it, it will consume. It, it's just you and it. How do you think people be walking down the street and they got the cell phone and they fall in, fall in a hole? How stupid can that Think about that. But their, their focus, their mind is on that thing. I've seen people, you know, and, 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 and they say, well, we need to tweet. Tweet that out. Well, a lot of folks are not tweeting with them phone. A lot of folks are in church on Facebook. Amen. A lot of people on, on, in church in the house of God, amen, they're supposed to be coming there to, to worship and hear what God says, but a divided attention. See, and, and, and communication has a lot to do with it. It's just so much. Listen, you got to listen. You can't divide your, ten, your attention. All right, now let, let me get back on point and get on point. Uh, communication is also a means of understanding and appreciating uh, your, your partner's point of view. See, if you don't uh, communicate, there is no way you can appreciate uh, their point. You've got to listen. Now, and, and, and let me see this. In listening, active listening, I need to say this, in active listening, um, it deals with, uh, number one, you, you, the individual, has to be present in the conversation. You have to have you, your ears, your eyes, your heart. Do you not know heart is part of communicating? Because you, all of you has to be there. And undivided attention. One of the worst things that, I don't know, I'm sure none of y'all have done this, you know, male or female, in relationships or marriage. I'm sure you hadn't done this. I'm, I'm almost certain you hadn't done this. I'm almost certain that in communicating and in, 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 in talking with one another, you know, um, you, you're trying to have a conversation in, in that relationship, or it, it may be important to that individual, but that individual you're trying to speak to, then they've got something else going on in their mind. 
Anybody been there? And I'm not talking about just driving, okay? So in communication, it's like undivided attention. So when, when we're communicating, okay, if you're sitting in the interview down, said, look, we need to talk. Eyes, you got to look at one another because you want to be able to, to see and hear what they're saying, not only with your ears, not only with your eyes, but with your heart as well. And when it comes down to the, the, the being under, with undivided attention, you know, okay, example, you, you, can, uh, you can, as you're sitting and you're having a conversation, then some, the person, the individual is doing something else. It, it's just like sometimes when we are saying we're having, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit, we said we are in relationship with God. We're giving God some, some time in the mornings. This is our devotional time, and we got, got the TV on. But yet we're supposed to be reading God's Word, right? Or we got the phone on, but we're supposed to be studying, right? Now, is God really getting the attention? It's, it's, uh, it's, un, it's, it's, it's undivided, right? So you can't get the full effect of what's being said. See, in relationships and in marriage, you've got to give full attention because you're going to miss something. That's how decisions are uh, made in darkness. When you sit down, you've got to be in a place where, okay, uh, uh, you got my attention. Let, let me hear what you got to say. And then what you have to do is always speak back to make sure you understand what that individual has to say. And then one thing, and I'm guilty of this, I'm, I have to say, can be... I think Minister Tom had said to me, uh, he said, you, you sometimes you need to talk about your experiences, right? <laughs> sometimes before that individual, and I am totally off script, before that individual can finish talking, you already got your mind up how you're going to respond. You can't wait for your, 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 your turn, right? Uh, uh, Brother Raph, you laughing, <laughs> so you, you understand me, you reading me, you feeling me, right? So that means he's really listening, right? Amen. Because there comes a time now when you can't wait to get your point in because you, you have not allowed them to, to speak. See, when you allow them to speak, what you're getting ready to formulate or what you've already formulated in your mind, you may not need to have to say it, right? Eyes are guilty. Amen. Preconceived idea. Okay, are we all, am I the only one guilty? Can't wait, can't wait. This, this is talking about marriage, right? And relationships, right? We can't wait to get our point said. We, 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 can, we, got to, we got to get our two cents worth in, right? I've just got to say this. I had not heard nothing that was being spoken, right? Yeah, sister, she, she, she feeling me too. <laughs> amen, amen, amen. I, like I said, the Holy Spirit told me, move me out of the way. You know, and only speak what the Holy Spirit has to say. Because we're talking about, see, if, if, if the enemy can shut down communication, he, he got a relationship. He got the relationship. Now he, he's got the marriage. I mean, because there's no communication. And, uh, and then communication can lead to increased closeness and intimacy. And the way that's done, it's done by expressing our feelings, our wants, and frustrations. See, there are what we call um, uh, emotional sensitivities in all of us. In other words, there's some buttons that can be we can push, and we and we still got that soft place. Okay, those are called emotional sensitivities. And in other words, it it, it, it it burns you when something is said. You know, and, and you're dealing with your emotions. But when we begin to talk about issues, and 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 the main thing is. 
in relationships, we have to be vulnerable with one another. We have to be able to say what we have to say. And a long, long time ago, I used to say to the person, come together, put it all on the table. Say what you got to say. But when, when it's over and done, don't take the stuff on the table. Pick up the stuff off the table and take it with you. And use it later on. No. You, you, you put it out there and you express how you feel, your emotions. And that's what it comes down to, to listening. Because what it's going to do in communicating, closeness and intimacy will come. Now, your best friend should be whoever you're in a relationship with or your mate. It can't be three-sided or four-sided or five-sided. You know, it, it, it can't be that. But see, see, when it comes down to, that's a difference in a friend and the best friend. Best friends will be there. A friend, well, those are sometimes acquaintances, okay? So, so, so it can't be. And one of, one of the main dangers, and I have to say this, one of the main dangers is in a relationship, you have to be careful whenever you're going through a situation and you might be on your job. And, and, and you begin, if you didn't have a bad day, you want to begin to talk and share what has gone on in your relationship. Now, it, that, that person that you're speaking to might very well be somebody single. That's why I always say, right, that's why I always say that when it comes down to married folk and single folk, you can't run in the same turf. Because what happens there, I mean, when you're single, you ain't got to answer to nobody. Except God, that's all you got to answer to. You know, they say, oh, you ain't got to take that. If I was you, I wouldn't take that. But when you check out their Kool-Aid, they took it or not took it. So you have to be careful on who you pour out, what, what your situation is at the time. If you want to pour it out to anybody, pour it out to God. Amen. Because one thing you can know is God will definitely give us the right response and the right answer. Amen. And, uh, and by God, please do not confide or give all that to somebody that's unsaved. That's, the, that's even more dangerous. It's even, it's even more, amen? Amen. Oh, but that's my friend. Even though that's your acquaintance, you're not walking on the same walk. You're not traveling the same road. The Bible says, how can uh, light and darkness, how can it come together? There's no communion there. So naturally, if somebody's operating in the darkness, they're going to give you dark advice, right? They're going to give you advice himself. Huh. Amen. Now, I'm still dealing with communication. Got to, got, got to have active listening, and we have to make sure, we have to be very sure that we're listening uh, to one another. Now, I'm going to kind of move on now. Now, the next thing, and a major thing in marriage is trust, a trust factor. It's, it's, it's trust. We have to make sure. See, trust is very critical for any relationship. Very critical. Trust is, is very critical in any relationship. Now, when it comes down to trust, trust is doing what you say you will do. And, and, and it's not just verbiage. It's not just a word. See, see, the biggest trust factor killer is deception. See, you got to be able to trust one another in a relationship. Amen? So, 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 and then the next thing, uh, 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 and then to, I want to say, to earn trust, real change has to come about. Real change has to come about when you're dealing with trust. You get, you know, uh, it, that's essential. All right? And so then we also want to talk about the third thing, and this is a biggie. Huh, 
this is the biggest rail, is finances. 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 In a relationship. Finances. In a marriage. Fight money. Okay. We got two or three uh, 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 accounts. And this is my money, your money. What's wrong with that picture? If, if God has brought uh, uh, one flesh, two to become one, then it's supposed to be ours, right? So when we get to the, this me and my and I, that's where the enemy begins to work. That's where we're. Have you ever, have you ever been to a point where in uh, situations, circumstances, and, and, and done some counseling on this before, um, even when you got a, a joint account, okay, and there's no communication about what's there in the finances, and everybody's got, two, got two, two debit cards and got two checkbooks, and neither one is not communicating about what's there, and they're writing checks and swiping that card, and when they get in the red, they want to they tap the house about why the account is in the red. Anybody been there? Woo, got silent. Don't, 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 don't say nothing. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Boy, the Holy Spirit knows. You know, I'm talking about, you know, you know, you may have been a previous relationship, but see, in, in a regular relationship, now you don't let that, in a regular relationship, you don't turn that, it got to be some commitment. <laughs> yeah, okay, now let's make that straight. No, but, but, but to talk to, how do we get, how do we get in the red, hon? Well, I, I, I was at the store, and, 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 and I saw this beautiful dress, and I just, I just had to have it. Did you really? Or was your flesh crying out, and there was no commitment? Money could have been there. You know, but there was no communication. So therefore, when the money was spent, and then, and then might be the, the individual on the other side, well, they may have seen something they wanted to buy for the car. Or buy, you know, uh, wherever men go out and buy. And so at the same time, they're spending too. And all of a sudden, nobody's communicating. And when things are in the red, we got all you know what going on in the house about finances. Right? And, and, and there's no saving for a rainy day. When hard times hit, you know, that, that, there's no savings there. You've got to have something. That's, got, that's why communication is so very important in relationships as well as marriages. Because when it comes down to finances, once you get in the red and then the bank get part of that money, you, I mean, it, that, that, it's compounded. It's compounded. You might have bought something for, for $20, but if the finances wasn't there, then you might as well attach another $35, depends on what bank you're working with, another $35 onto that 20 So what you got? 55 right? So you're going deep. And, and if both parties doing the same thing, after a while you're trying to figure out how in the world we're going to come out of this mess. Communication. Because, see, in that situation, nobody communicated, right? Nobody communicated. Now, don't go on some things, some other things here. Amen. Are, are we, are we, are we, uh, is the Holy Spirit helping in it? Amen. Is, is the Holy Spirit revealing? Amen. Amen. Because, see, it, it, it's like this, even in relationships when you're single. Now, I personally, this is me speaking, and when it's coming down to a relationship, which may end up in something else, somebody need to, everybody needs to bring something to the table. And I'm not talking about just food. Amen. 
Everybody's got to bring something to the table. Because if, if they, everybody's not bringing something to the table, what happens is you, you're going to have a tick. Is that the thing that the, the blood sucker? That would suck it up? I mean, don't, don't be blind and, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. Don't be so blind in love that you don't see what's going on. You better make sure that they can provide or you know how to provide or both of you are bringing something to the table. Because if, if, if it's not done that way, it's the, the relationship is one-sided. So you all understand that. Are we, are we there? So, so in relationships, make sure now they bring something to the table now. Don't, don't be so blind in love. Oh, I'm so in love. And they broke us, whatever. So you should, you've got to understand that now. I might need to call this one-on-one, marriage one-on-one. Because sometimes we can be blinded in love and, and don't see whatever you get before. Oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. Whatever you see before you got in the relationship, it's going to be there thereafter. Amen. Boy, boy. Okay. I'm going to move on because I think so. Okay. All right. Now. Here, here's the next. Here's the next picture we're gonna we're gonna deal with it because I want to move on to some other things here now. Now, probably in the next three months, possibly we, we, we will do we will do probably marriage 102 because I want to go label this marriage 101. Okay, because trials and tribulations do come in a relationship. Okay, now this is some things that 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 um, happens. Now we want to deal with. Four other issues we want to deal with. We're talking about in relationships now. Don't just shut down because you say, I'm not married. Because, see, in relationships, all of this stuff happens. We're going to deal with criticism. We're going to deal with contempt. We're going to deal with defensiveness. And we're going to deal with stonewalling. And somewhere we are all in this place one time or another. Okay? Now, when it comes down to criticism, it talks about attacking your person, your partner, your, your partner in, in your relationship, their personality or their character, usually with the intent of making your own self right and someone else's wrong. Anybody attack, you know, you, you attack and criticism, criticism. I mean, it, 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 you always criticize nothing positive to say. And the whole purpose is to make yourself look big, okay, and, and bring them down low, okay? Now, let's look at Romans, Romans chapter number 2. Let's see what Romans say, dealing and, 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 and criticism. Romans chapter number 2, deal, dealing with criticism. Because in relationships, criticism can, can tear it down. Amen? Uh, Romans chapter number 2, and we are going to look at, I was going to stop at verse 3, but, 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 but my eyes caught verse 4. And I would also deal with verse 4. Romans chapter number 2. Yeah, because we're dealing with criticism, okay? Yeah. And I want us to think about this. Just, you know, think about our own, own relationships, okay? It says, verse 1 in, in Romans chapter 2, it says, Therefore thou art what? Inexcusable. Are we all there? Romans chapter number 2. Therefore thou art inexcusable, O man, Whosoever thou art that judges is inexcusable. That's what the Word of God says, that judges. It says, thou condemneth thyself. See, in criticism, 
and, and, and judging, what happens, we condemn our own selves. And then it says, for thou that judges doeth the what? Same thing. See, it's different. There's a difference in corrective criticism than criticism. There's a big difference. Corrective is trying to bring somebody to a point of, of an understanding. But when, when we're doing the same thing as the one you're criticizing, you know, you, you literally God says, you're bringing judgment on yourself. So therefore, according to the word of God, this is something we're not supposed to be doing. Now, in a relationship, okay? Now, verse number two says, but we are sure that the judgment of who? Of God is according to truth against them which commit such things. See, God's judgment is always right. It's always, it's always brought to the point of truth. Now, verse number three says, And thinketh thou this, O man, that judges them which do such things, and doeth the same, that thou shalt escape the judgment of God. God says, now listen, if you're judging somebody uh, 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 improperly, do not think you're going to escape God's judgment, especially when you're doing the exact same thing. It may not be the same nature of the sin, but it still will be a sin. It's, it's the same thing. So God said, don't think you're going to escape. So this is important in relationships, okay? We want, we want to move away from, from the criticism. Then look at verse number four. This is the verse where my eyes fell on, which I didn't intend to look at. Verse four says, Or despise thou the riches of his goodness, talking about God, and forbearance and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to what? Repentance. In other words, it says, don't despise the, the, the love that God may have for an individual because what God's doing, his grace is to a point, is trying to bring that person or that individual to repentance. You know, I don't know about y'all, but sometimes I, 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 don't, I don't get it. I, I, I don't get it, God. Why don't you, God? Anybody ever been there? Come tell God how to handle a situation. How to handle a matter. Hey, I done been there. I'm not going to. I done been there. Tell God, you ought to do this. I don't know why you don't do this. Well, God said the answer is in my book if you have looked at it. See, I would have I missed that verse because here it says, it says not to despise the riches of his goodness and forbearance and his long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. God's goodness, God's riches, God's love, it leads to repentance. So we need to stop telling God how to handle the matter. Brenda. Uh, anybody there besides Brenda? Don't. <laughs> Amen. We can be honest in the house, right? We can, we can be honest. We, there's nothing wrong with being honest. Okay. Then the next thing is we're going to talk about uh, contempt. Now, contempt is when you begin in the relationship, you're despising, and you want to call that person worthless. You ain't no good, you know, especially when you're angry and upset. You, you can release some words that you can't take back. That's why uh, life and death is in the power of the tongue. Because, see, words are formulated by when we're speaking. That's why uh, uh, sometimes non-communication, especially when you're angry, uh, you have to be careful. Because in, when, you, when you can, uh, it says, uh, be slow to speak. Is that what it says? Be slow to speak, quick to listen. 
and, and being slow to wrath. Because see, in anger, you, usually nine times out of ten, when you're angry, you ain't going to be slow to speak. You've got to get your two cents worth in, right? Yeah, obviously people know that's true. You, you, but God's word said so we we got to be slow to all of that. But see, that comes a uh, time of con- contempt. Now, uh, attack. What is contempt? Uh, contempt is attacking your partner's sense of self with the intention to insult or abuse them. Now, here I'm gonna deal with some insults. You don't have to raise your hand on this now, okay? You know, because we, we're talking about marriage one on one, right? <laughs> you know. Uh, okay, now. Uh, try it in the fire. Relationships are try it in the fire. Now, insults. This is dealing with contempt. Insults and name calling. Insults. Now, let me give you some of these insults and name calling. Uh, um, because of some respect, that, you know, there's some B words that come out, right? There's some B words, you know. You B and the, and the H on the end. Okay, and I, I see. I, I see. I'm trying to spell that word and try to put it together. You know, <laughs> trying to see what that is. You know what I'm saying? So the, those words are released. Okay, because see, in relationships, when you get upset, you get angry, you begin to release the words that. And see, words are have code, you have creative power with the words that we speak. So next, what happens is here comes the insult, the name comes, the B word. You know, and then and it's two B words. You know, and uh, you come on, you know, they're a wimp. You know. You, you ain't got no backbone. You know, you, know how, you ain't got no backbone, you know. Uh, you're stupid, you're ugly, and, and you're slob, and don't have a little bit of weight. Then, you know, you, 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 when it comes down to being obese, then you're no longer beautiful. Oh, you, you, you need to do something. You need to do something about yourself. You, you ever heard that language before? Ah! Okay, see, all these are insults in that relationship, in, in, in that word. See, this, see it, it, this is contempt, you know, mockery. You know, it says hostile humor or sarcasm. And sometimes body language and the tone of the voice, you know, uh, rolling of the eyes. You know, how, you know, I don't know how them young folk pop that neck. I was surprised how you don't come on. But then sometimes you're rolling the eyes. You roll out to them. Those um, body languages give, gives expressions when you're rolling your eyes at somebody. You know what I'm saying? Uh, all that is con- contempt. Now, uh, oh, yeah, it's, it's curling your upper lip, th- that facial expression. You know, because then all of a sudden it, it shows that the meaning, it, uh, the disgust that you have. Amen? Woo, you know, the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit showing everything. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna read, we're going to go to some scriptures about content. Amen? Now, let's look at Psalms, Psalms uh, 123. Let's look at, because we're going to hang, around, hang out in the book of Psalms for a minute, and we won't, we won't be very long. We'll try not to uh, go over much time, but we want to do this uh, marriage 101. You know, and, uh, Dr. Miller may bring marriage 202 one of these days. I don't know. All right, Psalms uh, 123. Psalms 123. Okay? All right, now are we there? Psalms 123. Psalms 123 says, Have mercy upon us, O Lord. Have mercy upon us. Call for mercy. For we are exceedingly filled with what? Contempt. You know, releasing them insults, that name calling, you know, uh, 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 just, just being ugly. You know, uh, we have to be careful. It says, it says I'm filled. That's what, isn't that not the word, what the word says? 
For we are exceedingly, not just filled with contempt, but exceedingly. That's why you call him for the mercy. So that way you can get rid of that, that, that name called them B words and, and, and that, you know, all them different things that we be saying. You're slob, you're fat, you're ugly, you, you know, you need to fix yourself up. You need to do your hair. You know what I'm saying? But, but when you're first in that relationship, I don't care how you look. Oh, baby, you're beautiful. Yeah. And no one would tell a lie. At that point. But love was so blinded. But then after the fact, then it's become name calling because we're angry. We're angry. And when we're angry, we will release some stuff, okay? Now let's look at another thing about contempt. Let's look at Psalms 119. Psalms 119. One, Psalms 119 verse number 22. Okay, over there. Psalms 119, verse number 22. It says, see, what's happening here, there is a request from God. You see, because, see, in 123, it was asking for mercy. That's a request. Because, and the reason why that was a request, because that was exceedingly feel contempt on the inside. Now, here we are at Psalms 119, verse 23. Now, the request is, is to do what? Remove. Uh, 22, Psalms uh, 119, verse number 22, it says, Remove from me reproach and what? Contempt. We want those, see, that's, see until we request God to help us with these issues, then we're still going to have them. Amen? So there, there's a request. It says, Remove from me uh, reproach and contempt, for I have kept thy testimonies. That's, that's an act of despising. You know, remove this despising from me, God. I don't want this because this is, see, when, when it comes down to marriage, if the best example that we want to follow in relationships or in marriage is the one with Christ and the church. Don't look at somebody else's because I'm trust everybody got some problems somewhere. Amen. Or have some somewhere. But if you want a role model that you can follow, it's Christ and the church. Because, see, Christ loved the church, and you know how the, how the body of Christ cut up. Well, he loves so much that he gave his life. So, so we have to be very careful. Now, the other thing that we want to look at is Psalms 31. Psalms 31 and 18, and I'm going to move on. Okay, right quick. Psalms 31, uh, verse number 18. Uh, Psalms 31. Psalms 31. Psalms 31. Psalms 31. Mm-hmm. Verse number eighteen, I believe. Oh yeah. Now be careful how you how you speak. All right. Verse number eighteen, uh, Psalms thirty-one. Uh, it says, "Let the lion lips be put to what silence, which speak grievous things proudly and contemptuously." Against the righteous. So you got to be careful because, see, the first thing we get to understand in relationship, one of the things that happens is we do not see our, our, our companions or those we're in relationships with, uh, whether it's marriage or whether it's friendships or whatever, we don't see that individual as a person of God. See, that's how we go over. See, the, when, when, when I say a person of God, when you look at it, that's your brother and that's your sister in Christ. See, if you think about it now, when it comes down to your brother and sister in Christ, there are some things you just don't say, right? 
You, you do your best to gain their respect. You say, you know, you, well, you build them up. But in a relationship, sometimes we forget that the, the one that we see is our brother or our sister in Christ. Now, think about it. Would you curse your brother or your sister in Christ out? Just think about it. So if we begin to see, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. If we begin to see through God's eyes, because see what God sees first, God sees the, the brother in Christ. God sees the sister in Christ. And therefore, when God, when we see it through his eyes, then some things that comes forth will never come forth. Why? Because we have on the lenses, thank you, Holy Spirit, the lenses of God. Then we can see. That's, that's my brother. Secondary to that relationship in marriage. That is my brother and that's my sister in Christ. And we have to be careful how we handle our brother and sister in Christ because what happens, we can release wrath on our own selves, not understanding that we're releasing some things against our brother and against our sister in Christ. But we think it's just, a, it's just natural flesh. Oh, that's just my husband. That's just my wife. And I can say what I want to say. No, number one, that is your brother and that is your sister in Christ that takes top priority over that relationship called marriage or any type of relationship. Are we, are we reading the Holy Spirit? Because, see, if, 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 if the world, when I say world, I don't mean the world in a natural sense, but if, if the world or the body of Christ would see it through God's eyes and treat with relationships as far as the brother and sister in Christ, we wouldn't have a whole lot of divorce rates. It, it, it would not be because we're seeing through different lenses. Now, sometimes some things have to happen. Hey, been done, done it. Some things have to happen because everything that's put together is not joined by God. Because some things are joined by flesh. Amen. Especially in your young days, it's about flesh. And then after flesh is done, done flesh, then the truth come out of, oh, wow, what do I have? Amen. So we, 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 we got to be careful on that. Now, we're talking about that, that, that contempt, okay? Now, I'm going to move quickly because I'm going to talk about being uh, defensiveness. Defensiveness. Um, it says uh, making excuses. Making excuses. Let's look at Genesis. We're going to turn to the scripture. Genesis chapter number 3. Genesis chapter number 3. Making, making excuses. Making excuses. Genesis chapter number 3. Uh, we're going to be there, and we're going to look at some verses. Now, and making excuses, because you become defensive, okay? Uh, when, all that entails is cross-complaining, uh, meeting your partner's complaint or criticism with a complaint of your own, ignoring what your partner is saying. In other words, when you're ignoring what, what, what's being said in a, a, a two-way communication, uh, uh, we seem to ignore what they're saying, not, not listening. See, that's another tool of Satan. He, he wants us not to listen to hear what the other person is saying. So uh, the thing is, then it comes down to disagreeing and then cross-complaining. And, and that's true when, um, when, when, um, when we say, uh, you did this or I did this because you did that. It might be, well, I did this because you did this. This is why I did it. This is why I did that. You did this, so the, the counteract is, I, I, I'm going to do something too. And, and see, those all are excuses, okay? See, and sometimes uh, it says um, we can start off agreeing, but we end up disagreeing. See, now, it's okay to disagree, but you've got to talk about why you disagree, you know, because we may not think the same way. 
But the thing is, we, we, we start off agreeing on the same thing, but before it's over, we're in disagreement, and we got total chaos, and we mad at one another, right? So, so, so th that's, that's just uh, an excuse. And then sometimes we begin to whine in a relationship that this is not fair. <laughs> and then sometimes in, in, our, in our speaking and our talking, it has to do with uh, repeating yourself without paying attention to what the other person is saying. You want to make sure we get our, our two cents worth in, and we're not really listening to what that person is saying. We'll find an excuse. Let's go to Genesis chapter number 3, looking at verse number, I think verse number 11. Because this is where Satan comes in, in the midst, and in, in, in relationships, and in, in marriages, okay? And Genesis chapter number 3, verse 11 says, And he said, Who told thee? God's speaking. And he said, Who told thee that thou was naked? Has thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou should not eat? And the man said, here comes the excuse. What do you do? See, God is, God is chastising Adam because, see, God has spoke to Adam first. See, he was supposed to, and see, that's why it's so important in positioning when it comes to the male figure. And the reason why, when you read in the book of, of Corinthians, it talks about them being positioned where they are because of the angels. Because, see, a man is that protector in a relationship because, see, the, the, it says because of the angels. See, that's those, those diabolical angels, those spirits, those fallen angels. They, see, they want to come in. And then when, you, when you're dealing with, um, I believe, uh, uh, Genesis chapter number 6, and when it talks about how the, those angels took, took wives uh, from, from the men, see, th th that, that's not good. That spirit wants to come there, so that man is that protector. So that's very important. So that's why God dealt with Adam first because he was assigned as the protector. And, and he had moved out of position. But here comes the excuses because we're talking about being defensive. Now, here comes the defensiveness with the, with the man. He says, and the man said, talking to God, the woman whom, whom thou, where am I? Okay. That woman. And the man said, the woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. Now, he had already had his instructions, so that's the blame game. See, in a relationship, sometimes the blame game becomes, he becomes defensive. We're making excuses for why we do what we do. We, we always got to put it on somebody else rather than taking on responsibility. Amen? So here the man says, "Go, the way that woman you gave me, this is why I did it. She gave me this. We know right from wrong, right? Well, we know. So, so he couldn't use that excuse. And then it says, um, and God comes back in verse 13. He said, and the Lord God said unto the, said the woman, now God gets with her now. He says, what is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, um, uh, the serpent, now she, she blaming it the devil, beguiled me and I did eat. Well, they are, Adam should have given her the instruction as God had given him the instruction. But when they, got out, when they got out of the way and began to operate in sin, then there comes the blame game. The husband blamed it on the woman. The woman blamed it on the devil. Now, it's not all the time the devil. But most time, he's the corporate and, and, and behind it all. And then it says, uh, verse 14, and, and the Lord God said unto the serpent, God has to deal with the enemy, because thou have done this, th thou art cursed above all cattle, above all beasts of the field, on the belly shall thou go, and, and, and dust shall thou eat all the days of life. In other words, 
No excuses. You know, when we come down to excuses of why we do what we do, because God gives us an example here in the scriptures about making excuses of why we do what we do. Now, this is the last thing, and we're going to be finished because we're beyond time, and then we will continue probably, if God says so, a few months down the road, and then we're going to ask our own selves when that time comes to give ourselves a scoring or have a scoreboard of our own relationships or friendships and see how we fared during those passing months. Amen. Here comes the stonewalling, okay? Withdrawing from the relationship to avoid conflict. Anybody done that? Yeah. So you, you withdraw. In other words, there's no communication because you don't want no conflict, okay? Now, how do we do this? All right. Uh, we, we, we stonewall. We have icy distance. Sometimes we separate ourselves. We bring about disconnection. See, in the separation and the disconnection, when we don't come in an agreement of having that, I think one, 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 one thing said some time out time you know, in agreement, then we're operating the wrong way, okay? So what happens, we, you know, uh, we, we want to change the subject, uh, we remove ourselves physically, and this is the one key thing that happens all the time in relationships and marriage, and that is the silent treatment. No talking, no communicating, no nothing. Walking through the house. Yeah. Anybody? <laughs> do I have to demonstrate? You know how we, we move around. <laughs> we, we don't want to pass like, like, like somebody got AIDS or something. Don't want to be contaminated. Y'all understand? Y'all get that? You, you get that? That's that silent treatment. But we're in the house, right? Holy, no, not we. The Holy Spirit, he is in the, the house. Okay? The house. See, unless we address these issues, now, I wasn't going to touch on this, but this, this, this last thing, besides that silent treatment, now, I'm going to go here. Because, see, silent treatment comes in so many ways. Now, we're talking about now in the confinement of marriage. We're not talking about the confinements outside of marriage. We're talking about sex. Now, the Bible says that you're supposed to come in agreement when it's to come out fasting and praying, doing fasting and praying, this is the time you separate yourself according to the word of God. Then you come back together. One of those silent treatments is you, 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 in a, you can, we talk, can, can, can we talk a little bit? We, 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 we in this little, looks like a twin bed. And that's why you know, sometimes, you know, it used to be good when you had the twin bed because you ain't got so much room, right? So we went to them queen size and them king size. So one is way over here. One is way over there. You know what I'm saying? That's, that, that's another form of that silent treatment. But what we fail to realize is what the scripture says. And that's why we have to always go back to the book. Because it says that you got to come back together. Because if you don't, Satan going to tempt you. And what we just done, we opened the door for somebody else to come in. Into your nest. Whether it be male or female. Amen. Woo! I, I, I'm, I'm sure we all still got twin beds, and we we just got that little bit of room, right? We we just there, you know, you know. We'll praise God for winter, because sometimes we need some winter in, in, in a relationship. Because when what happens when winter time comes and it's cold, you know, you you connect together to get some warmth, right? And dare not let the power go out. You definitely need some body warmth, right? 
So you got to be careful because, see, the thing is, that's a tool that Satan uses. That's another means of non-communication. That's silent treatment. I'm going to sit over here and talk. I'm just over here. What's going to do? Nothing. Eat your food. And sometimes you don't get no plate. And we should say, that, that's when you're really angry. Get yourself. Okay, can, can, can the Holy Spirit be real in the house? <laughs> but all God is doing is, 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 is preparing his people and letting us see our so crazy selves. That's all he's doing. He's not saying that to us to, to, to hurt or injure us, but he's, he's, he's bringing us to the light. So when he's bringing us to the light and understanding, because, see, uh, marriage is a powerful thing. That's that procreative power. That's why sex is so dangerous outside of marriage, because it's that program, it's that creative power God has given us. And the enemy will take it and use it, knowing how creative it is. So we have to be very careful. Stonewalling. I thought that was the best of our laws. Stone. In my been observing me, silent treatment. What's right in that thing? I'm alright. No one done well. You need to say what you got to say and be done and through with it. 